Yo, yo, yo. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know who put us all back in the stream as I was doing the intro there, but thank you because I, uh, I, I forgot how to do that. I'm so, I'm so used to Jason doing this these days. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate he's, he's, it, man. Like, just like riding a bike, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all back. Uh, feels like it's been a couple months since, uh, since we've all been here. So uh, it's good seeing y'all and, uh, and, It'll be a good episode. We have a, uh, I think, I don't know if we'll get to them all. We'll see if we do. We have a, uh, what, seven uh, Meritsons and Fespiers. There's a little bit of echo on somebody's end too. Um, yeah, yeah, somebody has an echo too, but I don't think it's me. Well, tell me if we're going Okay, test, test. Hey, there it is. Yeah, I think it's you, Jason, somewhere or another. I'm sorry, buddy. You're fine. Go fix it. Yep. We'll we'll do what we do. Um. So yeah. Hey, welcome everybody to episode 85. Uh, just didn't want to. 85. Have it every be every time it amazes me that we've done so many episodes. I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, quote unquote episodes. You know, it's basically just us sitting around uh, drinking and talking about whatever happens to come to mind. You know, the Sunday before the episode yeah. airs. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we plan stuff up in advance uh um yeah, wasn't I, it I, was, okay. wasn't it travis that brought up like hey maybe we should do like a behind the scenes or something we're like it's a sunday beforehand man there's like, not, there's like nothing going on. Like, what are we talking about this all right um th this might have even but this might have been saturday or did or did we did we determine sunday on on on, on it, may have, it may have been saturday i don't remember uh, we we did uh, back in 2020, uh, right around this time, we did a a Oktoberfest episode, or, or maybe even like a beer style episode, on merits and, and fest beers, and um, I, I don't really know if we nailed it or not. Uh, we'll we'll go into it a little bit this episode, but mostly it's just uh, uh, us drinking some uh, homebrew examples that we got, uh, a couple from me, one from Brandon Edwards, and then I think we have uh, uh, we have a Polliner a Hofbrau, a Hacker Shore, and something else, some other commercial examples. So uh, we we don't have anything poured yet. So uh, <laughs> I, I, some other commercial example. Yeah. I, well, we'll figure out. Should we? Well, well <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've, I knew there was three. Like, what was that third one? I forgot, too. I had to look. <laughs> <laughs> What are we starting with? Um, well, do you want to do like a, a a sort of a uh I don't know, you wanna you wanna set the style for like a, a Mertzen and we can pull yeah. like uh I don't know the hacker shore is my favorite, so if you want to pull the hacker shore, we can pull the hacker shore maybe. Yeah, so let's start there. Um so I wanna I wanna show this while we start pulling uh beer here. Uh, let's see if I can, yeah. I can share my my screen here. So uh, I, I bring this up occasionally. This is the uh, the quick reference guide I made for the 2021 BJCP uh, uh, styles. Uh, if we scroll down a little bit here, we have a fest beer compared to a Meritzen. And so if we just want to look at some vital statistics here for the two styles while we start pulling out the Meritzen, uh, we can see that the carb should be about the same. The body should be the same. Uh, IBUs a, just a touch less appropriate on a Meritzen, but not by much. Um, 
So we can see the original gravity on Festbeer has a little bit more leeway. Uh, it can go all the way up to about 1060, um, you know, per the per the style guidelines. Uh, same with the final gravity, since it's starting a little bit higher. Uh, the ABV uh, is about the same. Uh, in fact, even maybe a little bit lower uh, for Festbeer. Uh, it tends to be, you know, the, the newer style fest beers out in Oktoberfest tend to be a little bit more drinkable and so maybe a touch less alcoholic. Uh, but the color, I'm sorry, this is the, uh, this uh, is the Merit yeah, 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 you're right. So uh, the old style potentially, I guess, a little bit less alcoholic. Uh, but the color you'll see uh, is going to be a lot more orange. And I, I, I have a, you know, fancy dollar tree uh stein that i'm drinking out of because that's like the only stein that i had but i figured it was appropriate um but in terms of uh, vital statistics the two styles are pretty close to the same uh drinkability though and like actually tasting them um you tend to find that the meritsons have more of a melanoidin flavor uh so more of like the uh, bread crust sort of flavor um, that's what gives like the crust of bread, like a lot of it's, you know, different flavor and maybe a little bit of like perceived sweetness is, is those melanoidins. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, beyond that, I, I think that fest beers tend to be for me, uh, slightly more maybe bitter, um, not, not in like a pale ale or anything like that, but maybe the lack yeah. of melanoidins helps bring out the bitterness just a little bit more. Yep. Um, but uh that's something we can maybe talk about as we uh, start getting them and drinking them and stuff like that so uh, without further ado uh, let me open mine while you guys share your first impressions well color <laughs> like you can see the color on i mean it's a little harder because i i have a little oktoberfest stein i'm drinking out of but i definitely like a deep you know well, it looks it looks deeper on the screen than it does like in real life here but well real life whatever yeah so are these I, oh go ahead I, uh, I only have two glass glasses unpacked so i went with the widest mouth that i could we'll give this a little bit For of a quicker point. delivery right knock out some of that co2 so are these uh styles of beer that you guys uh, dig or like look out for you know when the season comes out brewing them when the, when the season's not in effect uh yeah it's i mean it's one of my favorite styles fest beer meritson uh, i kind of go ham every single year and just buy as many as i can find if i see if i see it i'm probably gonna buy it it's love them all so yeah absolutely last year we did i know i i don't think it was two years ago but anyway last year i believe we tried a bunch of Oktoberfests and most of them were Meritsons. And yeah. And I would say that like last year <clears throat> it's I've actually started kind of avoiding the Meritsons just because maybe it was the ones we were trying. They they just seemed a little too malty and uh and sweet. Um it, it, I think more of those were locally crafted Meritsons. Yeah. I seem to remember um Rochester Mills, what? Uh, anyway, a couple other local ones, but nothing compared to this uh, Hacker Shore. Like this Hacker Shore is still clean, crisp. It's got that lager characteristics with a, a malt balance. Um, so I really dig this. I would say I'm, I'm definitely more into the Fest beers the last year. I just, 
I'm, I'm kind of burned out on the multi. Tim, Tim, multi. Tim's kind of feeling that too. He says fest beer. Yeah, fest beer over Martin. I, I would, I would agree with that statement. I feel like fest beer has a little more of like a, <clears throat> a honey character rather than bready. You know, I'm kind of with you, and I, and again, I think that maybe that's that's sort of the uh, the melanoid, and whether it be you know from decoction or, or melanoid and malt or something. Um, but when when I drink the the style of beer, um, I get a flavor, maybe like in the back of my throat, or like um, maybe like I, I know you can't really get a flavor around your diaphragm or something, but there's this uh, lingering sort of like um, like depth of flavor. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a sweetness that sort of travels down a little bit. Um, and it's not really sweetness. It's not sugar or anything like that, but it's, uh, it's that sort of flavor, um, that I don't get in, in fast beers often. So, um, that's definitely coming through in this. I don't get it in a lot of American, um, examples. I think that there are, excuse me. I think that there are, American examples that use maybe uh, like caramel malts or crystal malts uh, to get that flavor uh, or sweetness instead. Um, and, and I don't know if it's, uh, you know, as traditional, but they're, they're still good, but it's just kind of a different take. I guess it's, you can call it the, the American take on a, on a German style or something. Um, so yeah. the, one of the last <laughs> sentences, um, in the description of a Meritzen on the BJCP form said something about never heavy or cloying. And, mm -hmm. and I yep. feel like, <clears throat> and I'm not trying, I'm not going to pick on any particular brewery because honestly, I can't remember which ones. I just feel like the, the local craft varieties we had were um, kind of in that, that sweeter end, almost heavy uh, cloying side of it, which I think has put me off. I've just been, I've, I've been kind of, I love Michigan beer. I love Michigan brews, but um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've purposely avoided Michigan brewed Oktoberfests recently. You know, Jason, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. I, I think I've found one labeled Oktoberfest that I will buy regularly. Um, I try them all like whenever I see them, just cause I'm honestly, I say my favorite, one of my favorite styles. Cause it's, I'm, I'm thinking of these, these guys like hacker shore, polliner, mm -hmm. um, spotting like, and I'm, that's, that's what I'm chasing. Like I'm waiting for somebody to try to accurately clone these beers or actually do it, you know, locally. Um, and I have faith that somebody can do it. I think, I think we can. Uh, Lori, uh, Lori's telling <clears throat> us to check out the, uh, the Frankenmuth one this year. So I, I I don't think I, that was one of them last time. I don't know if I've ever had it. Um, I, was gonna, I don't think I have either. I, I'll, I'll admit, like, I'm not usually a go-to on the Frankenmuth brews. We don't I, don't, I don't see it too much around here on the, um, you know, on the, on the west side. Um, yeah. Yep. But yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd be down to try it. Um, I was just going back to what you said, Brian. Like, maybe I think, you know, the, the, the local brewery is trying to, to, you know, get by with, you know, caramel malts or, or uh, you know, uh, colored crystal malts, or maybe that's that's the problem. Well, here's the thing, and and I, and I totally get it too, right? So let's say you buy, you know, they're not buying melanoid and malt in like, you know, eight ounce portions or something like that. If they get a bag, it's probably going to be like 
a 10 or like 55 pound bag or something like that. What else do you use melanoidin malt in that, that is, you know, regularly brewed? I mean, like you can throw it into some random beers here and there, like maybe a little bit and in, in, in some darker beers, like a, like a Dunkles or something, maybe it could be, yeah, yeah, you know, yummy, but like, there's not a lot of breweries making, um, uh, beer with this particular malt. And so like I get spending money on a malt that might just sit around could be a pain. Um, also if they don't want to go that route, I don't know many breweries around here that could pull off a decoction with their equipment probably without a lot of effort. Right. Just, just thinking about how it works. Um, or at least not like a like a thick decoction, like boiling their grain and then transferring it back to their mash. Like, yeah, um, I don't. It's not really a good way to to make that super easy, like on yeah. a mass scale. Yeah, but man, this one, damn tasty. Um, and going back to what Tim said, you know, Feistier's over over Meritons. I'll still go back to was it like two years ago, Brian when. I told you the same thing. Like I avoided fest beers, fest beers, and you're like, no, because you're like, I was thinking of a completely different beer, and you educated me, and now. I think I think that was on maybe our our Oktoberfest episode, um, and, and I don't think you're the the first person that I've talked to that's you know had that thought too. Like I tell somebody here, have this fest beer, and they think it's going to be like cranberries and and yeah, uh, you know, like I do. I remember that now. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I used to think a fest beer was a, a winter warmer almost. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, that, okay. that was what I was thinking of, which, God, I hope we'll never do another winter warmer show, or at least. Did we I'll do one? It. We did one. It was horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it all came down to we, we all generally dislike winter warmers. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I bought like the Shiner Bach or the, the Shiner Cheer. And, Shiner uh, Cheer, yep. And some other stuff, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I just I do you know, remember kind of that. Growing up through beer, I I, I saw a fest beer and, and associated it with that winter warmer style and avoided it like the plague. And now, um, now I don't anymore. Now it's yeah, it's it's. You know, I I, I don't there. really see a whole lot of like domestic fest beers. Like I think no. I think I found no. like I think I regularly find one like legit fest beer and i think that's from wyan stefaner and i'll occasionally find it at like megabev or i think meyer once had it but yeah like i'd love to see more of those styles around here because i am with you like they're generally a little lighter on the palate a little easier to drink i mean meritsons are great easy drinking beers but i think a fest beer kind of takes that up just a, just a notch <clears throat> i'm trying to remember what it was i found one was it, it might have been a wolverine that was really good I'm pretty sure territorial. Wolverine does an awesome job. Uh, they they are like king of loggers around here. Territorial too. They they absolutely kill it. Old Nation, too. Um, for the ones that I can get distroed, I still have not been out to Old Nation. Uh, but I hear Wait, they have a lot of really? stuff on. No, but I hear the tap list is really good. Man. That's I've been to yeah, a brewery. Brian has, Brian hasn't. That's surprising. Yeah, it's insane. I've been to Wolverine either. I've only had their stuff uh, never been, been there. distributed, but yeah, I hear uh, amazing things from all my Ann Arbor people. So, no, I definitely need to get a couple of times. It's 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 pretty awesome. I'm trying to remember if it was that. That's the fest beer, though. I'm trying to find it. Um, 
Onewell has a Oktoberfest out right now that appears more like a fest beer. I don't know if you've seen oh, pours of it. It's it's not. a it's a far lighter color. Um it kind of sits in between the two styles for me, maybe. Like it's maybe like lacking a little bit of like I don't know, a character that like a uh a Mertzen would have in, in color and stuff like that. But it still is like a very malt forward bready like lager like maybe almost more towards like a vienna or something like that though so it's okay. it, it's a really good beer though um definitely I'll have to try it checking out yeah i think they'll have it for a little bit longer <laughs> i can't imagine that they wouldn't what are you finding jason so you're looking for something. I'm not. I'm, I'm scrolling through their beers and it just makes me want to go over to Wolverine and drink. <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, I don't have the glass. Uh, the guy, one of the brewers at, at Wolverine left and actually opened Five Shore, which is, um, we had um, Ellie. Ellie on. Thank yeah. you. Coming in clutch there. Um, and I believe he's doing, uh, still doing some cool uh, lager beers up Five Shore way too, but I didn't know that. That's don't cool. get up there as often as I'd like. Or maybe I didn't know that and I forgot that. We'll go with that. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not finding what I what was in my head, but whatever. Check out Wolverine. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure they have to have a uh, Oktoberfest on right now or something. I feel you, Casey. I I yeah. Actually I wouldn't even I would avoid spruce winter warmers too but <laughs> have you guys ever brewed with spruce yeah you and i and um art did once in my garage remember that's I, I i wasn't sure if there was spruce in that or not okay yeah oh yeah and there were a lot of a lot of spruce in that and it my batch came out tasting like green peas i think <laughs> which i hate so i dumped it um Sorry, I was just reading Tim's comment. Yeah, I was just reading that too. <laughs> yeah, we in in 2020 we went over this whole this whole history, the whole history of Oktoberfest and yep. uh, and how it was originally Meritzen. So it was back six, in the, the six breweries that could actually brew for it, which is still a thing. Yeah, um, yep. that kind of swapped over in the in the 90s. So there's only six breweries that can brew uh, Oktoberfest beer, uh, all one word. So it's what like a. Uh, I know we have to look this up every single time and see if we can do it. It's uh Hackershore, uh, uh Hofbrau, Palmer. Yep, Pawner. Um uh, is Erdinger one or is that is Lowen Brow? Lowen Lowen Brow, yep. I don't think yep. Erdinger's one. Um That's was that four or five? <laughs> Augustiner. August Augustiner. 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 And then uh Stolich. Did we say Spotten? You did say Spotten. It's Augustiner, Hacker, Shore, Lohenbrow, Polliner, Spottenbrow, and Stolich. Stop, stop. Somebody else will fucking correct me. Dad, which is Hofbrau Mucken. Oh, just cough. 
and you know. Get <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing Augustiner, Heckershore, Hofbrau, Lowenbrau, Polliner, and Spotten. Hofbrau, Hofbrau is uh, Hofbrau is the middle name. Oh, oh okay. that is okay. yeah, that's Hofbrau. Yep. Hofbrau House. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the Stotlich's Hofbrau. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's <clears throat> if you if you taste these two beers and uh and maybe we can do that um if you want. Um just move over to the polliner. Yeah, we, we can we can open a polliner just to get like a quick side by side, uh just to set the show and then go All back right. into maybe some of the homebrew examples or something. Absolutely. I gotta go get glassware for that. Okay. No worries. I got a. are you are you done with yours, Jordan? Yeah. Yep. Clink. Let's see what we got here. Oh, wait a second. That's not my six pack. Hold on. I got to go actually grab it from the other room. <laughs> we said Hofbrau, right? As I'm the only one left on the stream still. Uh, so now I have the only other glass, glass not packed. Um, Jason, we said Hofbrau. The Hofbrau Oktoberfest beer, right? That should be a. This is their fest beer. How come it's, it doesn't say Staten Lichen on the. <laughs> so we're going to expect the color on this to be more like of a golden color. And as it's pouring out here, I definitely see that. It's a little. It's a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's still. It's, it's more of. I would call it like a deep yellow. Um, oh, this is yeah, like a very more, light gold, a lot more straw colored. Definitely not as uh, as as orange ish uh, as what the uh, Hegershore Meritson was. So, let me set my bottles aside. Oh, this is the actual Oktoberfest beer. So this yep, is yep. this is different so, than the Oktoberfest Meritson. Kind of. So, I mean, yeah. If if you were to go to Hofbrau House and and sit under their tent for Oktoberfest, this is what you would be being poured. Granted, this has been shipped over here and it's probably had some aging and whatever, but um, not quite as fresh as what as what you'd get, you know, right off draft. But whatever it is, let me know when you've got your pour, Jason. I do. I was looking for a date. You know, I I kind of wonder. Because I got a pack of these polliner beers, and it came with some what they call like Munchen Lager, I think. So I think it's supposed to be like like a Munich Lager or what have you. It's definitely a lot more like it looks a lot more like this. It definitely feels a lot more fest beery. Okay. Um, I'm curious, and it's the only one in the pack that came loose packed. Like everything else has got this nice six pack holder that hmm. came in the big twelve pack, and these ones are just kind of like in bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i don't know so fucking delicious yeah like. smelling it it um it has that same sort of breadiness that the heckershore meritson had but it's it's a little more hop forward too not in a bitter way but in just sort of a more more of like a floral sort of hoppiness, yeah for sure which very, i didn't really very pleasant yeah it is yeah and, and i didn't really get that in the you know the heckershore um no so like a different style but i ready yeah yeah uh tasting it is still very malt forward 
Um, still get some of that bread crust. It's not as deep or rich or sweet as the Meritzen was, uh, but it's more refreshing to drink, you know? Absolutely. Very much. Um, it's, it, I think it, it tastes like it finishes a little drier. Uh, like I set it down right now and I want to put my hand on the mug and pick it back up again and continue drinking it. I still I didn't take mine off. <laughs> yeah, no. Whereas with the Hacker Shore, like it's it's not sweet enough where it's like I'm gonna sip on it all night, but it's it has the the sweetness or the perception of sweetness where uh, I just kind of want to let it sit there for you know 30 seconds or a minute, and you know I'll, I'll drink it when I'm not you know, side by side right in my mouth. Yeah, Hacker yeah. Shore has just a, a very noticeably sweeter finish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And that's, I, I would, and I, I'm not going to go get a third one, but I would almost bet that like Bell's Oktoberfest is going to taste like candy-like compared, comparatively. Which we have in our lineup, so maybe we can try that next and, and sort of uh, verify that. I've, I've found Bell's and Founders to be some of the more, in my opinion, I think authentic tasting, but I don't think I've ever done a side by side with others like this. It's usually I buy a six pack, I drink that six pack, I move on to my next six pack. Of, so uh, I've never, I've never done a side by side of like bells alongside like some of these European styles, which you know I'm excited we have some. Same, but I've definitely done like bells and I've, I've definitely done like I've went to Megabev and picked out a bunch. And tried them side by side, oh. or, if, or if we did, we did it two years ago, and in, in uh, we did, yeah, twenty twenty. So it's it's I, good to have like a reset or a reminder. I mean, shit, we should do this every year. I don't know if we did it in twenty twenty one. Maybe we'll have to go look. But Tim's so Tim he says his bottle of Hofbrau is a little skunky. Uh, this is the second six pack of this I've bought. My first one definitely had that, and uh, and this one does not. Uh, this one I've found refrigerated. Yeah. So I'm attributing that to maybe a little bit better storage. Yeah, I don't get any skunk off of it. No, no. but but I, I totally did on my first one. So yeah. Like I want to go out and like I'll 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 make a pretty bold statement here. I would set aside hams for the next month or so and just drink off brows October. I- I'd, I'd be with you. Yeah. And, and not that hams isn't delicious uh, and as easily, you know, crushable, but it's also a little drier and more boring. Like this is, it's, I think it's as drinkable as hams, but it's more fun. Yeah. Because it just has more like flavor and uh, complexity. Yeah, there's no, a this, journey. this checks all the boxes, right? It's crisp. It's, it's clean. It's, it's crushable. It's, and yeah, you're a little right, bit of that hot flavor. More, yeah. It's got more, more characteristic just it's it's got more than than hams and an american light lager it's just fucking good tim i used uh i used that bayern strain from omega on uh i what did i use that on? i used it sometime last year on something and i really liked it i, I want to see what your your impression is i uh I've been I've been doing so much dry yeast lately that I, I think I have it banked even, but I have so much dry yeast and I've been using so much dry yeast lately that like I feel I feel bad for like neglecting all my little 
creatures your freezer, yeast bank that you've I'm, spent a couple of years building yeah <laughs> like, I'm, i think i think uh I'm, i might make a keeper's post i'm just gonna have to be like listen i have these vials that i'm not gonna keep because I, i'd probably just rather use dry yeast do you want any and uh and, and keep a couple special things banked like I, I think i said an episode or two ago i still can't find a dry uh scottish yeast uh, just something that like has a dead stop at 10 percent um and, and is really malt forward. Everything I could find is like 12% or 8%. And, and I really like using that for my big stouts because I can plan on where my residual sweetness is going to end roughly. Um, and uh, there was something else, but um, that's, that's the big one. The Saisenstein, I think, I think that's my favorite Saison uh, yeast as of right now, uh, which Omega does. So... I'll probably keep those two banked at least. Um, but man, like Verdant and Diamond, uh, Colm even is like a great dry yeast for like the Colch styles and stuff, or even really any clean ale that you want, or, or maybe something that you want to have like a, just a little bit of pep to it or something. You can use a Colch yeast, like whatever. If we do, um, I haven't gotten it to use Diamond yet, but if we if we do, I know we were talking yesterday about potentially doing a... Um, uh, Batch of American Light Lager, I'd like to use Diamond. We should. I, I'm loving Verdant. I've said that, I think, a hundred times. So, all about trying Diamond and lagering that son of a bitch. When, when you take into account, you know, like, opportunity cost, <laughs> using, like, like a, uh, a vial of, like, liquid yeast uh, and all the time it takes to, to make it and the cost of the DME... And, uh, you know, just all the effort that you have to put into it versus like $6 for a pack of dry yeast that gets you, you know, the same, if not better result, because it's like packaged in like ready to go state with like, you yeah. know, in like prime, like prime ready to go fermentation. Like, I don't know. I, I, I will still absolutely do my yeast starters when I need to. Uh, but damn. Like I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I've been very much team dry yeast lately. I wasn't back when there wasn't all these options, you know, like, like people were using USL five for literally every style of ale out there. Um, but there's yep. so much, so many options now that I, I wonder too. And I, I wonder what's going to happen to these liquid yeast companies as people sort of start to discover like, yeah, like I'm paying twice as much for, you know, essentially something that's that spoils quicker. Shit. Sometimes three or four times as much. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, has the same amount of you know has the same pitch rate as like these liquid packs. Um, it, it, the there's still so many more varieties of yeast available in liquid form for the people that want to experiment and stuff. Um, I've just sort of gotten all of that out of my system and finally narrowed down what i feel works for me for like 90 percent of the stuff that i do these days though so <clears throat> that may change next year i i think uh i said maybe i didn't say it i don't know if i said this in another episode but i uh, uh since joining the master homebrewers program i've seen just how many styles i haven't made before um yeah i i can't remember if i pulled up my my sheet last week i'm pretty sure you i did pulled it up last week yeah 
But I mean, you look at it and it's like, I've brewed maybe like 15% of the BJCP styles that are out there now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I ranked up to Grandmaster 1 last week, by the way. So. Hey, congrats. Yeah, thanks to thanks to Mazer Cup. I pulled a, a 44 with my Sweet Traditional, and that got me got me over the hump. So that's pretty cool. Uh, shout out to Matt Harold, uh, who runs that program. Um, I messaged him, and he's going to be on the show sometime in – I think we're going to shoot for October uh, – He's also the <coughs> creator of the Mean Brews YouTube channel. So uh, cool. we met him at uh, HomebrewCon this year. Great guy. Oh, yeah. Super good brewer. Uh, super, super good brewer. His his uh, sheet is public on the Master Homebrewers program. Uh, go and look up his you know rap sheet and his high scores on some of his uh, styles and stuff. And it's, it's wild. I think he's recently gotten into mead, um, maybe even a year or two before me. And he's uh, he's killing that there too. So, yeah. But anyway, I know I went off topic. That is sort of no. So I'm I'm I kind of want to crack this bells. Um, I finished Hacker Shore, and I want to <laughs> go into a different Meritson. Did you finish the the Hoffbrow? I hope no. The Hacker Shore, the first one we did. So we're on we're on the Hoffbrow. Yeah, oh. you were doing side by side. Oh, Brian and I were done oh. with the with the Hacker Shore. Well, fuck you guys. <laughs> we, it, I mean, it was, like, it, it was like 10 minutes ago. We, we can remember the taste-ish enough, I guess. Do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want me to open it up and just drink out of the bottle? No, I got it. Or do it. You do you. you want to, I've you only know, got two glasses. You want to chug, Jordan? No, I do have another glass here. I think. And it lasts. It was very carbonated. Is that why you like it this year? Like it was. That might be. You know, I all my I, lagers. I dig. You know, at the uh, the higher end of the style. Most of my beers, I do. Um, I've been pouring my beers a little heavy-handed too, just to knock some of that carbonation out, even because um, I know we're going to be drinking a lot of them tonight, and it tends to be a little bit more filling if you don't do that, but. We'll just finish this. Oof. I don't know what it is. My base, I usually have a space heater in my basement because it gets cold as shit down here. But for some reason this time, like it's boiling down here. Don't mind me while I so, strip a little bit. What I thought, drinking Hoff Brown next to Bell's Oktoberfest. I don't know why I got that in my head. But Bell's Oktoberfest does have candy quality to it. Like yeah. It's, okay. It's, okay. It's two different. This one's Bell's. Yep. And that's the Hofbrau. Oh, so Bell's a little darker. darker. Yeah. But not as dark as the Hacker Shore was. So I, I, I've always kind of thought that the Bell's Oktoberfest kind of sat in between like your traditional Oktoberfest Mertzen and a Fest beer. They actually, they call it a Meritzen, though, right? They well, yep. no, oh, they do. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I'm reading it. <laughs> it looks a little. No, Jason's gone. Uh, it looks a little lighter than I think the Hacker Shore was, even, or or is it? I'm here. No, no, no. This is this is Hacker Shore. 
Oh, you you had the side by sides. Yeah. Okay. How spells. are you drinking the 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 Hofbrau? Hofbrau's in here. I thought you said that's the Hacker Shore. Excuse me. No, this is the this is yeah. I got all the bottles right here. I okay. The Hacker Shore. Okay. This is Hofbrau. Hofbrau. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Hofbrau. it should be it should be darker than the Hofbrau. It's honestly not as clear, uh, no. either. Which you know is is whatever. Uh, Bell's is you know unapolo- unapologetically unfiltered or whatever they say. But you know if, if you look into it, um, it's still very clear. But it's certainly not the brilliant clear uh, that we've seen in the last two beers. Yeah, that's it's close, but it's not like. Of course, like, this could be a dirty glass. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's it's a whatever for me, though. Generally, like I I love clear beer, and I it makes me happy drinking like a crystal clear beer. But this is it's close enough or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be scoffing at a beer that was like this. I mean, looking through it, I can still see my fingerprints <gasps> on the other side of the glass. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, like, it's fine. So, Jason says candy-ish. Compared to the hop, um, hop route. So, granted, again, this is a huge-ass mug for these beers. Um, my my first impression <laughs> on the aroma was that it's not nearly as intense as the last two. Mm-mm. No, you know, it's like, it's almost like non-present. Um, and I, I gave this a good hard pour, you know. Um, I mean, it's still good. I'm just saying it's got some of that malt. It's got a, especially, right, even maybe retro nasal. Like after it's gone, I get a sweetness. It's sort of missing that lager character yeah. that the last two had. You know, um, if if I were to make a a Mertzen with like a very clean ale yeast at really low temperatures. Now I'm not saying they did this. Obviously I they obviously didn't do this. Bells has a, a, a lager yeast that they use, but um it very much tastes too clean, if that's a thing, you know? Um it it does have a little bit of sweetness but it's missing some of that crispness that that finish that makes it just uh really drinkable um and it's still really good but yeah drinking it side by side um even i want to say the body's a bit heavier on the bells sure i'm 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 with that maltier yeah that's what i'm getting that that multi sweetness but I'm also not getting like the breadiness, you know, like, uh, um, hold on. I definitely, I want to say it's almost more bitter. I mean, it sh- I guess it should be if it's, if it's a Meriton then, or no, I can't remember the sheet as opposed to the fest beer. They're all pretty much straight on, uh, um, with, with like the vital statistics. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like this, the bells taste a little like I feel like there's a little more hop presence to it than than the Hofbrau. Yeah, I can totally see that. And and I wonder, you know, if maybe that's not an American thing. Um maybe we tend to edge on the the higher end of bitterness for some styles. 
Um, as, as I drink this and let it, you know, kind of settle into my throat and stuff, I do get that same sweetness or like depth of malt flavor, like sort of in the back of my throat that I got with a Hecker Shore, um, which is nice because I, I, I like that for the style. Uh, it's not like a high ABV, but it's sort of it's one of those beers that kind of like makes my ears warm for some reason. You know, I, I don't really know what it is. Yeah, but, but it's I, I just have those like associations in my head. It's probably something that happened like when I was 22 and just it's it's like in my subconscious now. Hmm. I know. I wonder if I should get another glass so I can like taste some of these side by side because we still have some homebrew examples to get to and stuff too. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if I should just grab a couple of glasses because now I want to pop pop a polliner and have it all along these as well. <laughs> Is that what you gave us, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was the, that was the Oktoberfest Merzen. Okay. Um, yes. So I probably all... should have given you guys the. Uh, the Munchen lager. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. That's closer to the Festbier style, but we're we're we're, <laughs> we're learning, you know. Uh, right. I am gonna go grab another glass so I can taste uh, the polliner side by side with the bells. I think actually, I want to do All that. Right. I, I like that. I'm actually, just gonna slam this one. So <laughs> I'll be right back. No, polliner has been my favorite. Jordan, more importantly, while he's gone. Yeah, what's up? How's fish camp? Oh, it was a blast. It was. It was. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't quite as um, crazy as the previous year, but it was definitely a lot better than it was the year before. So the year before, which was my year. Yeah, which was your year. Yeah, yeah. We were actually fishing pretty close to the same spot where we were. You know, out at the the beach. Um, we were downriver a little ways um but yeah i ended up getting one to take home um awesome yeah i was i was i was the only one to pull put one in the net or no excuse me chris did and i was using my new net and the the net depth wasn't long enough so as we were pulling it up to shore it kind of just kicked and out of the net it went and oh no back into the river yeah yep yeah it was highly unfortunate so chris chris lost a brown of mine last year and i lost the salmon for his this year now we're even <laughs> that's that's good um but yeah no it was a good time it was absolutely a good time oh he's gone okay do a little bit of a heavier pour here too i'm not gone you just don't need to see me blow my nose on camera <laughs> oh, all right all right all right i don't know man maybe maybe some of uh maybe some of our viewers have like fetishes that we don't want to that's a that's a different market man we gotta <laughs> <laughs> we gotta age gate i so didn't I got, uh oh, go ahead. got the uh the polliner right there dark right like as opposed to the bells. Oh, you know what? No, no, really. Honestly, not, really. not much darker. It's definitely. I feel like it's lighter than what the Hacker Shore. Pardon me, what Hacker Shore was, but maybe, maybe a touch, a touch darker than bells. Mm. Pretty damn close. Clear again. Yeah, very, very clear. Again, maybe not quite the the nose that the hacker shore or the Hofbrau had. And I don't know if that's like a 
a green thing. I wonder. I'm gonna say between the between bells and the polliner, polliner smells sweeter. The it it smells not quite skunked, but like like it's been sitting for a minute or something. Like I I taste it, and honestly, it doesn't have as much flavor as the bells does to me. That is very um. Muted, yeah, in terms mm-hmm. of bells. Absolutely. So you drink it and it has a it's it's an amp it's it is a amber lager. Like it just has one flavor, sort of. Um and you drink the bells and it sort of goes through these phases of being a little bitter on the tongue and then this deep rich maltiness, if not a little sweet. And then finishes sort of like dry and maybe a touch bitter too, but the the polliner <clears throat> it's good, but it's just very one dimensional, you know. Um, it just sort of has that like breadiness on the verge of like you know bread crusty, not only do anything that just you drink it straight down and. And it's gone. And I'm not saying either are better or worse. Um, in fact, actually, I think that the polliner is more drinkable. It's one of those beers that you don't really think about. You just, you crush it. You're sipping on it. You're talking to people. All of a sudden, it's gone and you open another one. The Bells is almost like, not offensively, but like, it's it's a complex beer that's good in its own right, but maybe it's more of more of a, a logger that you sit down and think about and you're like, damn, yeah, okay. Like I see what's going on here. Like you're in the middle of a conversation, you take a sip of it and you stop to like look at it and you're like, oh yeah, all right. But not like not a ton. <sighs> they're they're both great, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just trying to compare and contrast here. No, that's no, what I, I get. Yeah. Yep. Also, I guess the other thing is that I should say, I don't like, I don't know if you guys put yours in the fridge at all, but I pulled mine right from my basement. Okay. And it's yep. definitely probably should have had it cold. No, I, I stuck it in the fridge as soon as we got home. So yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's yeah. Mine's mine's plenty cold right now. Mine is not. Mine is very, very much. Oh no! <laughs> you might be getting warm. some, some, some other things than you know. We're not getting like what? What are? What, what do you think of that between the polliner and the bells? Like, what are you? What are you getting? I will. I will say that bells does have lingering flavors. Like there are, there is more going on with it. But part of what I like about the polliner is the fact that that flavor is very much upfront. And then it kind of dissipates very quickly. Like, and that's what I think what makes it kind of a drinkable or crushable beer. Because I bought a few packs of it wasn't just these, it came with their heavy, which is this is what I thought was one of my favorites. I had a couple of them and it felt like there was a lot more clove forward than what I remember. Um, I had a pack or there was a six pack of their what they call Salvatore, which is a doppelbach. Um 
they had their Munchen Lager, and then their their Oktoberfest Marzen. So, but yeah, I think I think from going back between the uh, the Polliner Oktoberfest Marzen as opposed to the Hacker Shore, Hacker Shore definitely had a lot more of a, a deepness to it than than the Polliner did. Maybe a bit more bready. Yeah, you know, a little more, little more on the nose. I feel like, I feel like um, the bells, which I, I have right here, and the polliner smell very close. Um, but the polliner like has a sweeter smell to it. Like it's not strong. Neither one of them, in my opinion, are very, very I strong agree. smells. Yeah, they're both lacking. Yeah. Like. But I definitely get a little. I definitely get a bit more of the hop aroma out of the bells than I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I want to point out too. Not that my uh, polliner is. Uh, yeah, it's been sitting less long, but so this is a a dollar store like Stein or whatever. It's, I don't think it's like etched at the bottom. If, if if there's anything etched at the bottom, it's just like a construction flaw. Um, and this is the polliner. And like, if you look at the head retention on these, um, it, it doesn't really show up very well on the camera, but the polliner uh, is, is, is still good, but the bells is like, it's great. Like there's still a ton of like really nice lacing on the glass um the the foam on the top is still thick even in the middle uh, the polliner still has like a nice uh, bit of like a ring of foam on the edges which is still really good head retention mm. uh i kind of i have the opposite oh really yeah yeah so my bells that i've been drinking like you can see here there's like almost nothing stuck to the glass <laughs> it's probably my glass <laughs> and then and then here, like I don't know if you can if you can see it, but oh yeah, it looks there's great. Definitely still like you, you know, know lacing stuck to the glass. It must on. be our mugs. These must have like just sort of like flaws or whatever at the bottom that just. But sort also, of, you know, I will say maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's cheating because you know feeling on the inside of the glass. I mean, this is like an Oktoberfest style glass, and those there's bubbles there. You know, the inside yeah, of the glass is sure. not smooth, whereas yeah. the one that I'm drinking is you know this is just a it's a wine glass. So, and also that glass is probably dirty because I think I sampled some <laughs> meat out of it and then just started pouring beer into it tonight. Cause it was sitting right here. So how's the mead? It's all right. It was good. I think the longer it sits in the keg, the better it gets. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, it's my uh, cherry mead. Okay. I've just been, I've had it sitting in the keg, just, you know, on tap um, for maybe a month now. And just occasionally I'll pull, you know, just a sample, maybe about, you know, about this much and sip on it at night. Just trying to get associated with the flavors and what I, what I like about it, what I don't like about it and analyze my process and what can, what I can do to change it. Yeah. No, that that's so, good. You taking notes? Trying to. Cool. Uh, I was talking to Jason uh, about a keepers meeting, potentially subject uh, doing 
I've, I've talked about a few. We, we want to do the sour beer blending presentation, uh, but I also thought about doing a uh, like bench trial presentation on an uh, uh, like adding acids and tannins to meads uh, in, in you know small measured amounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to sort of figure out if uh, you know something like that is is even needed, but. Yeah. Um. Speaking of sour blending, this reminds me, not like subject related by any means. Didn't you drop off a keg of sour for me recently or was that Drew? Um, Somebody did. That was me out of our last barrel pull, I think. That's what I thought, which was an ode, right? No. No, what was a, it wasn't a it wasn't a Flanders. It was a blonde. Okay, it was a blonde. All right, because mm-hmm. I thought it was—I thought it was supposed to be darker, and I put it on tap. I, you know, took a little pour out of it just to like see what else. I was like, "This is this is fucking blonde." Like, <laughs> the fuck is this? I'm like, okay, all right. Now I feel better. I was crazy thinking about what we had. The the last one that we had was the Flanders. Yeah, mm, maybe. Yeah. I know. I, I still got a full keg of it. So yeah, okay, it must be then. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the tart till you shart. That's what it was that that drew yes. had on last yeah. year's Michigan <laughs> homebrew yep. festival. That, I still got a keg of it. That beer, uh, I would I would pull off if you have it on tap and set to the side. It is a A plus blending beer. I swear to God, it's so good. Um, well, you have to give me. You're talking about the blonde? No, the red. The, red, the red's not on tap. It's just Good. been sitting in a keg on CO2. I, uh, if you're going to do anything with fruit, blend that, uh, like blend like a gallon of that into it. And I swear it adds like so much more complexity. So you're talking like a fruited blonde and then just, or yep. like a fruited sour and then just a fruited sour. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. My, uh, my last two. So I've, I've, uh, I've taken NHC metals the last two years in wild ale and both of those had that uh red ale blended into it and i just tapped something because i finally ran out of it i just tapped something that i uh, a fruited blonde ale from the claw barrel that didn't have any of that red blended into it and i had jason over to try it and i I mean what, what was your first like thought on it jason the first thought that you that you had you told me I can't remember. You said it was boring. It was. It was. Oh, yeah. the cherry. Yeah, it tasted. It tasted like. I've seen cherry. It I, I was Sour. going back to the text. The the cherry beer that I just had yesterday that I can remember absolutely. Yeah, it was just boring. It was just boring. There was, was nothing bad about it. There was no. nothing uh, like upsetting about it. Uh, it's tasty. No, no flavors. Um, it had that, I think I told you, it kind of reminded me of a Cherry Jolly Rancher because yeah. a Cherry Jolly Rancher doesn't really have a a lot of cherry flavor. It has just sour and sugar. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. 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 And it kind of, kind of, kind of has that, you know, sort of lack of complexity. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to bottle some off and send it in the comps anyway, just to see what happens. But I might pull it back off and just use that as like a, a blending base. Like, um, you know, who knows? Maybe blending, you know, 32 ounces of a cherry sour into something else might just add like a touch of color and some weird flavors. Um, 
but you know, who knows? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I think I think doing a sour blend. I've got two barrel, two kegs of sour that I'm sitting on right now. So that Flanders, as you said, was great for blending. Uh, and this Blondale, which honestly, I, I tried it and I feel like it tastes great. There's not not a whole lot of Brett to it, which I like. I don't like licking horses. <laughs> I, I almost think that that's why I don't like it as much right now. I think it's like uh, I'd have to go try it again. When when I when I <clears throat> when I brought it home from Drew's and, and tasted it, I was like, eh, it's, it's kind of whatever. Um, he entered it into a competition. We'll have to ask him how it did because I think he just entered it straight up as is. Um, I, I think it, it would be great for blending because it's not offensive, but it's also not great. Right. right. It, it wasn't. It's, it's was maybe. Yeah, it might be a little old. <laughs> I would say there wasn't anything about it that like popped out and was like, oh, like I get this flavor. It was just like sour blonde. Like, it was it was better nothing. like three months before when we tasted it. <laughs> we shouldn't have left it in the barrel as long as we did. Oh, just matured. But... Live and learn. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know I had to step away for a second. I'm sorry. Um, you, put her. you guys opened the pollinator while yes. I was gone. Yeah. What were your initial thoughts on that? So let's see here. This one is the pollinator. Um, it was more clear. The color I thought was about the same. Uh, now that it's getting lower in my glass, the head retention seems to be about the same. Um, my Bell's one seems to have a little bit better lacing, but not by a ton. Mm. Uh, the aroma, I really, I didn't get much out of either this or the Bell's. Um, the taste for the Polliner was very much more one-dimensional for me, whereas the Bell's had a little bit more complexity. Uh, and neither for me were bad. Um in fact, the polliner, I said I'd probably be able to smash a little bit faster just because uh, there's less to think about in it. Um, but if, if my preference were to be like, I'm going to have one beer in a night and call it good, I would choose the bells over the polliner. I get, okay. I feel like the polliner is really boring. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And that's what I was telling Brian. Like, <clears throat> it's one of the reasons why I like it. Not necessarily that it's boring, but I think all the flavor is up front and then it kind of just dissipates. Like I'm not getting like anything on the back end. Like as Brian said, you know, you'd have, you know, things back here or anything that you would, you know, exhale back up to get extra flavors. Like I don't get any of that. I don't either. You yeah. know, it's just, you drink the beer, you taste what you taste. And I still get, you know, hops, you know, maltiness, um, still getting most of the flavors that I would get from, you know, drinking a different beer, but they're just, it's almost all up front and there's, yeah. there's nothing left there. It's, it's really clean on the finish. Mm -hmm. Feels like, what is that? Um, I want to say it's like high life or MTD tastes great. Less filling. I don't know. <laughs> oh, never mind. I was going on a little journey. Disregard. I like your journeys. 
We go on. We go on those often. <laughs> the show would be much more boring without our journeys. To at least us. I mean, we're we're the ones, you know, hanging out here an hour a week or whatever. We actually just hit an hour tonight. We still have all the homebrew to go. So just it's only been an hour. <laughs> Fuck, it's already it's only been, it's been an hour. I was just looking at my phone. I was like, oh, we've only been here for a half hour, but it says eight thirty. Like not eight. Okay. <laughs> How are you looking on your beers? I got I got a little bit more. So again, going back to the drinkability. This is my Bells. This is my Polliner. You know, uh, I've been crushing the Polliner just because that's where my hand kind of goes back to. It's just mm. not okay. complex. Uh, I've been talking and not even thinking about it. Just, you know, I have both these beers over here. That's where my hand's been going. But uh, it's just a drinkable, not super complex beer. But again, uh, if I had to consciously choose one of these two in the night, uh, it would be the the bells over at the Polliner so far, out of the out of the Meritsons we've tried. Okay, I also have um, uh, I've got another. I've got one bottle of it left upstairs. Eyinger. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I've had theirs. Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I kind of want to go grab it and and like now that I've got you know four bottles open here, what the and got three <laughs> left here. <laughs> the fuck is eight beers in a night? Like uh, Brandon says, drink up. It's like a seltzer episode. Man. Oh yeah. fuck! You better be you better be drinking with us, Brandon. Your beer's next, I think. Yeah. So I'll say I I, I have cheated a little bit because my bottles still have some beer. Them. that's fine no it's not cheating that that should probably have gotten like a, a dump bucket or something some more drinking like eight ounces of all these also my my wife is well you guys know andrea i say my wife because you know it's you know whatever maybe people who don't know my wife's name is andrea um but she's you know i was telling everybody it was on Oktoberfest episode she's like oh well if you have beers you don't want and i was like i'll just i'll save some we got six or seven beers that we're going through i'm not going to drink them all tonight i don't want to sleep in the hallway <laughs> um, so um, Tim, I thought about this after the fact. Uh so it must have been shit. it must have been Sunday that we decided what to do. Uh because uh, because I instantly thought about you. I was like shit, I should have grabbed it. Was, it was Sunday, it was Sunday, yeah, cuz yep. we would definitely would have brought some yep. some of the Wicktoberfest. I know, which was fantastic. So Brandon's is the Black Bear Fest. It beer is. It is. It just Tim, you know, just one more reason to move to Kalamazoo sooner than later. Right. I told him. There's a house just down the road from me that's up for yeah. sale. Okay, blacktop, that's what it is. Oh shit, we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. West beer from Brandon. Okay. Is that what the label says? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Very official I'm, labeling and green painters tape. I'm I'm glad it's a fest beer. Uh, well, it's in quotes. I am too. I'm. <clears throat> it, it is in quotes. This <laughs> could be a stout. Quotes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I just really prefer the fest beers. So. I would agree. Now, granted, the like I've only had a few like actual fest beer examples. Now, the I guess the. Uh, Hofbrau Oktoberfest beer, I guess I would count. But then, like I said, uh, I think um, Wyan Stefaner, I think, is like one of the only like German 
styles or German brands that I've had. Von Hunstefutter. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah. Which need, is, which is a fantastic festival. I don't think I've had theirs. Where where did you find it? I found it both at Meyer and Megabev. Oh, sweet. Okay. Meyer, they had like a small section in like their Oktoberfest area, and they had like four six packs. Yep. When I was there, uh, I didn't see it this year. This is previous years. Um, oh, I haven't okay. been to okay. Megabev to check to see if they have it, but I have seen Wyan Stefaner other styles at Megabev throughout the year, so I'd be willing to bet that they probably have it. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely get it. So let's put it side by side with the Bells. So Bells, Meritson, Brandon, Festbeer, Lighter, a little cloudier, De- not hazy. Cloudier. Not hazy, no, but definitely cloudier. And on my, like, if I'm looking at this, like, back to back, they are damn near the same color. Bells is maybe just like a touch darker, but like, just a, just like a degree or two. So perhaps that could a little be the dark haze. for the style. I have, I have my hand over the over the glass right now. So Ooh. the aroma is so much more than the bells, though. And the yeah, pearl. the aroma is like for it's I get more off of this than I have any any of the beers we've had tonight on the aroma. It just it just leaks malt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should see mm. that. that. Yeah. That's... <laughs> It oozes. It's like dripping mm. off the side of the glass. Yeah, gross. Um, not sweetness though. Just no. uh, malt, like melanoidiny sort of a definitely sort of aromas. Um, yeah, no, yeah, Brandon. Malt. Sweet. He says malty aroma it is absolutely like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's something in the initial flavor. Gosh, I can't I can't put my finger on what it is. It's it it it, it sparked a memory that instantly went away. Um is it a bad touch memory? No. <laughs> it, it I think it was more like a candy sort of thing. It is. It has that so it has uh-huh. a it's it's probably the sweetest beer that we've had tonight in my opinion. Um, but there is, there's a, I, I don't know if I'm getting the same thing you are, Brian, but is it like right in the front? Like yeah. As soon as it touches your mouth, it like, like forces like, its way, like it, down your throat and into your nose at the same time. It's like fucking like you will taste me. <laughs> You're violating him. Brandon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or, or in, in a good way. So I do oh, get, man, I get going, something yeah. on this. This touches my sour receptors a little bit. So I taste, I touch, I taste something that's like a touch. I don't know if it's <clears> pops. Like right on like, your tongue? No, it's like sides. Oh, on the sides. Okay. Yeah. Bad and I'm not. <laughs> there, you have a name, Brandon. <laughs> if this goes to competitions, this is what we're expecting. <laughs> it's, it, no, it's a great beer. Not saying it's sour by any means. Like there's no, something no, wrong with it. Yeah, there's there's no off flavors. Um, <laughs> it's well it's well brewed. Uh, Shana, when you're, I'm sure you're listening. If you're not in bed, come try this because 
you are the uh i will say taster in the household the more i drink it the less i get that once this year is bad touches hi buddy so i know i know i know this flavor but i don't know what it is and, and, and I, I want to make this connection. Brandon, what I want hops to have did this you use? <clears throat> I'm getting oh, no good, fucking... good, good shout out, Jordan. What? I missed it. I said, what hops did what hops did Brandon use? Oh, he's I watching. I, I know you're there, Brandon. I saw you comment. Answer me. I was gonna say I'm not getting any any like memory reaction off of this. Just tap. Okay. Tap. I uh, see. I I don't. I don't know, Ted. I don't know the flavor by by memory, so that could be what I'm tasting. Excuses, Brandon. He said he went to go grab one for himself. It's move your kegerator closer. I don't know if it's citrus. Um, that could be. That would that could give me the the sour. You know. Um, citrus. I, I want to know. I want to see what Shannon says. I just handed off the glass. She, she can instantly pick out these things. Like she has like, like three times as many like flavor to like memory connections as like anybody else I know. And then as soon as she says it, everybody else is like, "Oh yeah." I feel like I get more malt on the nose than I do in the in the taste, but that could be just because that whatever that flavor is is taking over for me and granted it could be that i've had all these super clean beers and maybe there's just since this isn't so filtered if you will uh could be that could be part of it maybe we should have started with the home brew i think it's fun i think it's fun he says it's a warm fermented lager yeast so there are probably some esters okay Yeah, I could I could totally see that. Excuse me. Was it uh was it thirty four seventy, Brandon? And I, and I know we tried this uh, Saturday, but um, it, it tastes as great as then. But I'm definitely spending more time actually like thinking about it right now. So I get what Jordan's saying with the Yeah. I'm getting the, I'm getting the Shana feedback right now. Was All there right. a Shana super tongue? Let's, let's see what she got. <laughs> she oh, said, man. uh, she... <laughs> the, I didn't realize I'm, I'm, the bad I'm, connotations. I know I'm, I'm waiting for her to come back in here. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Sorry, no, so so she said that she sees where you are getting the uh the sour taste even if if may not be wholly sour the sort of citric acid um or tingliness or like flavor is there um which which i think you know i, I said citrus too she's giving me a glare out of the corner so She's giving you a glare out of the corner. You, she, yeah. It's me. Your, your, cor- your corner of the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, you know, he says he's using diamond. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, Brandon. Like, uh, I, I totally, I picked up citrus. So, and then yeah. Shane is seeing 
saying like warhead flavors. I don't know either, Brandon, and... but it's probably gonna come out in therapy, buddy. So, <laughs> really? So Brandon says if you pull up the Lalman Diamond properties, it mentions that, acid in the flavor wheel. That would that would be it. That's so cool. It's so cool to be tasting that. Then, I I really wonder if that's what we're tasting. Like, um, yeah, like I still like out here. Like, it's the outsides of my tongue. It's weird. Like, that's why I said like that's what I got like initially. And the more I drink it, the less I taste it because I think maybe those you know taste buds are just getting maybe tired. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, it, not that this is a bad beer by any means. Like, this is fantastic. Kind of like sour. But it's it's when when you said that when you said acid like have you ever chewed on acidulated malt it's got that kind of characteristic to it. Hmm. So I wonder too if that's because it was warm fermented. Um, that could be. You know, like 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 all these yeasts sort of. Man, I'm learning so much does you know well at, at warm temperatures i got to imagine it puts out something a little bit different when you ferment it at like 65 versus like 55 but um you know what's what 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 does their sheet say for Man. their sheet says 50 to 59 for this yeast in particular but i think 3470 probably says something similar and, and people that's, use it for warmer shit all the time but that's what that's amazing i'm learning things about myself now on my own senses yeah yeah um like this is young too right it's three weeks so that is that is pretty young um but i'm going back to like bells and if you saw me sticking the polliner bottle up my nose to try to get some some aroma like i can and maybe it's because you know i don't have much in my glass and it's warmed up a little bit now but i can definitely smell a little bit of that same flavor on it so What's cool about this is that uh, the the Mertzen and the Fest beer that I brewed were also made with diamond, but oh. fermented at lager temperatures. Like they're they're fermented at fifty three. Yay! Let's get the difference. So <laughs> we sort of have like a yeah, and I got to imagine that the the recipes were very close. Um, and Brandon is one of the best home brewers that I know. So as far as like cleanliness and everything like that like i've i've no uh worries about infection or oxidation or anything like that i really no. think it, it's going to come down to perhaps like a a yeast character thing no and like I said, and, and maybe I like a recipe was, thing it is interesting I, yeah um, what, i didn't think this was a bad beer though no no it's not it's really it's not in fact it's a great beer i'd be happy with this if the, so, i had some type of home. this is brandon's and this is still my bells you know <laughs> like, <laughs> right i'm yep. still drinking brandon's more fast than my bells uh, uh but uh brian I was, i'm just gonna call out the next beer that we should open up um since we're on fest beer to fest beer let's get your okay. fest beer let's not that it. we have to open it right now because i think you're still I got beer. I still got beer. I mean, I can I can start a dump glass because you know it's not like <laughs> I need to drink like uh, seven twelve ounce bottles of beer in a night for for people's entertainment. People I'm gonna have to start their, taking Tuesdays off. I know, man. Uh, <laughs> wait, we got a we got a Thanksgiving 
uh party coming up a though, right? seltzer episode <laughs> yeah, i mean we kind of have to right like, really, what is it is it seltzer four seltzer five so did you see did you see jason's eyebrows rise when he said that <laughs> his eyes went so wide <laughs> Dude, i fucking live for those blankets. i'll just i'll just have andrea roll out some blankets in the hallway for me so that way I, that's because that's where i'm gonna sleep anyways <clears throat> um <laughs> I may actually take that Tuesday off. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, so for those of you that haven't watched, or for those of you that tune in the podcast on Thanksgiving, it's a tradition now. We've only done it once. Yeah. Um, but we basically open it up. Anybody can join the show. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a, was it it's last a, year we had Drew Jacobs on just randomly? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like an hour like an and a half hour, the show. Hour four, Drew Jacobs showed up and played a couple songs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like a four four and a half hour episode last year, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's a, it's a very much a, a friendsgiving. Um, uh, just fucking, we we basically send the link out to whoever the hell wants. Maybe to we, show up. you know what? Here's here's a goal. Maybe we should have the people who actually won shit last Thanksgiving on the show wearing the shit that they won. Uh, well, they, 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 they would yet? they would need to be shipped that stuff first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Lee, Lee, I still got hats. They're sitting right uh, here. <laughs> I, I was out at MHF this year, and like it was like Thursday, and I was like, "Hey, Lee, what's going?" And he's like, "What's going on? Where's my shit?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "My Michigan Brew shit." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> oh, I, I will say this. Um, we are not giving shit away this year. Okay. All right. Yet. At all. Okay. <laughs> because we haven't given away the shit that we gave away last year. Last year. year. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it more organized. <laughs> and then, and then maybe, maybe in 24. Maybe we can still do the giveaway and be like, Hey, if we were on our shit, you'd get a cool ass hat. <laughs> That's cool too. But you're not going to get that hat. So, Merry Christmas. I, I have one hat sitting over here myself, too. So, I've, I, I yeah, got a box, so I don't know how many is in there, but one's, one's sitting out right here. Uh, one thing I will tell people for the hats is do not soak them in OxyClean, is what that I is learned. That is true. Yep. The dye on the patch will uh, fade and stain the rest of the hat. So... <laughs> you know i was wondering i wonder if that has to do with the color of the leather that i chose because like this was like a, it wasn't their like natural leather it was like a like saddle brown or some shit like that i like, love I it know. i think it's perfect uh, i think just we need to sweat less or maybe see, I, have sweat. A, I, have, I have a sweat line on mine yeah no honestly just like, sweat sweat through the entirety of the hat and then you don't have to worry about anything anymore right like Yep. It it all just becomes the color that it was meant to be. Wow. Yeah. That's that's what I was saying, Brandon. I think you know, leather was dyed and leaked color. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe next batch of hats. If well, I know I'm a big hat guy and I'll wear them, but I'll do embroidered. I like the leather look, but it's I don't know. It's beautiful. I don't, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I need to order another. I've got I, I've got some here, Brian. I don't know who I don't know if they're all claimed, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't recall how many I ordered. 
I feel like my ham, my home's head is like off center. Maybe my head is just like at a permanent tilt. That's what I was. That's what I was looking at. If you see me like doing this and this, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I'm off center from my camera or if I wear my hat crooked or what. Like, anyways. And I feel like that's where we should start to wrap up. <laughs> no, no, dude. To drink. Brian's yeah. head is off center. Um. I we still have beers. Yeah, yeah. We have we have three more. I have my I have my dump glass. We have three more? Don't we? We have two more. Two more. Let's are you sure? We have your what, two. What's your other what's your other beer that you got there, Brian? What are you packing? I don't know. I have a whole fridge full of stuff. So we have uh my Fest beer, my Meritson, and then what what else did we need? We open the hacker shore. We open Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yes, too. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a dump glass right now. All right. I'll All right. We're, right. we're, we're doing. We're doing. The, the Fester. Yep. Yep. B dash F. So before before I guess we really get into this, um, Brian and Brandon. Have you guys discussed your recipes at all? I know no. Brian. You said it was yours. Was done with. Um, the same yeast. It was, but I would guarantee that the recipe is probably starkly different than Brandon's. So, uh, let me here. Let me let's let's let me get a glass of Brandon's here, and I'll yeah yeah put your let's guys see. side by side. When was yours brewed? His is his is young. So mine was brewed. Mm, Tower. Tower. That's what I used for my uh, my Oktoberfest that I have on tap. Mm, I want to say about a month ago. Okay. So, yep. Haller Tower, Middle Fur. Middle Fur. Yep. Middle Fur. Middle Fur. Is that it? Middle Fru? Middle Fru? I don't know. I'm this not is German. wrong because I used Diamond. Um, this is just. I, I use I use these uh these recipes often as like guideposts and don't follow them. <laughs> so here, there we go. The color but, is not that much far off between the two. Brandon's the touch darker and hazy and not hazy, but not as clear. But Brian, yours yours I can see straight through. I just poured Brian's both of them, the Festphere and the Meritson. Oh, perfect. Oh, let me hold on. Let me close this out so we can get a look at the, the, the best beer. The yeah. best beer is slightly lighter, but not much. Excuse me. Here, th throw, throw those up again. You're just, just you. Uh, best beer. Best beer is in the Railtown glass. It, Arts in, in the Western glass. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy how much uh, the, uh, the Maritzen is not as. For lack of a better term, Brian, I think you hit the nose. Is it? Is it a present at least? <laughs> no, it's it's very it's okay. it, there's it's delicate. I mean, you get some malt, you get some hop, but it there is there is more there than there was in either the Polliner or the Ho or the Hofbrau. Um. <coughs> But also, I mean, you get he has the thing. I don't know if these have bottle dates on them. Yeah. Um, and plus, you know, they've been, you know, boated 
across the sea or this has got a time on it of 734 for the Hofbrau. I don't know what that means. L110V. And maybe that's the 07 colon 34 is not a time, but I feel I feel like that's it's in time format. Brennan said uh 60% pills, 17% Munich, 17% Maris. Uh Mar- and, uh, Maris Otter. Oh, Carahel. Oh. For okay, okay. I mean, your Festvir is superior to your Mertzen. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Is it just because you don't like Mertzens or? No, it really does have, your Mertzen has, again, more of that multi-characteristic I'm not into right now. You know, still, like, your your Festvir is Brutus Diamond. Yeah. Still got that flavor. Okay. Interesting. Really? Yep. It's very, very present to me. Maybe I discovered another superpower. I mean, it's that green apple flavor have. in this. Yeah. The the Meritzen does, but not the Fest beer. No, I have the Fest beer in glass. And oh, okay. Hold on. Let me down Brandon's here and I'll open up your Meritzen. I don't get the acid flavor at all in Brian's. So Kara definitely give just to call that out. Um, I'm just reading the beer smith notes. This is light colored caramel malt, adds body color and aroma, use up to 30% in low alcohol beers. Well, that's not use up to 30% in low alcohol beers, like 6% shouldn't be causing much, much of anything. So that was 87% Pilsner, uh, 8.7 Munich, and 4.3 Victory. What use did your, um, Martin use uh, diamond as well. Also diamond. Okay. Yeah. So I, was, I just smelled it. I'm like, okay, I think. So here's my more. here's my Meritzen recipe. So probably more complex than it needs to be. Um, eight uh, six pounds Vienna, uh, four point four pound or I'm sorry, four pounds four ounces Munich, uh, one pound twelve ounce Pilsner. Again, I don't know why I put together this recipe or stole it from somewhere like four or five years ago and i just keep brewing it uh eight ounces of victory i threw this on on a whim because i had the extra eight ounces left from the fest beer and then four ounces of melanoidin and i use tet for this like brandon used for his fest beer and again this yeast is not right because i used diamond so i need to fix that yep still got that flavor you you you've discovered a superpower, man. It's not. It's not so I don't get it at all in either of these beers. It's I was still, with you on, on Brandon. I think it's a, a temperature thing. Maybe it is because mine mine have been sitting down here in a six pack for. Oh, we've been on the show for hour and a half, so they've probably been down here for. Two so hours. on the back of my tongue, like a second after swallowing, I can sort of get that citrusy thing on my fest beer i think i get, I get where you're coming too. from like i wonder if i let this warm up if i would taste that more which makes me wonder if it's like if it's more perceptible when brewed warm and then tasted warm um but even if you brew it like you know colder and let it warm up if it's still sort of there because you know the 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 lullaman temperature notes only listed from 50 to 59 so who knows 
if they really post tasty notes for like warmer fermented, you know, lagers or something like that. Right. Were yours, were yours fermented warm too? No, no. Mine, mine were like 53, 54. So I'm curious why, Brandon, for you, this is my question. You have the ability to. I got to get water. Hold on. Why did you choose to ferment this one warm? I guess. Wait for the answer. (laughs) I sometimes forget. It's kind of like a. There's a delay. Well, there's that, but we also end up posting this as a podcast. So it's like, <laughs> I know, I know people could like see us like. Oh, no, but we really, we really doing, doing hang the habit of reading the comments that we're going to talk about. But yeah. Unless he left, that's fine too. It is. He'll probably like respond tomorrow and be like, what fuckers? No. <laughs> I just, I, I still, I, I say your best fear. So my first beer was also single decocted, which okay. I wonder if it added something, you know, I did not decoct my Meritson. Um, so I, I took about one and a half gallons of thick mash from my mash ton after about 30 minutes okay. and boiled it uh, lightly while stirring consistently uh, for 20 minutes uh, and then added it back to the mash tun. Interesting. So, um, and, and that brought the, temp- I think I, I, I started at 148 and adding that back in after a little bit of temperature drop probably brought it back up to, you know, 158 or something. Um, I should have. And, and no, Tim, I don't. I don't do protein rests. Uh-uh. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think I'm going to throw this into a couple competitions before the year right. ends. I was I was <laughs> muted. What did I miss? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I I single decocted mine, which might be a a factor too. Uh, But that should only really affect the melanoidin and like multi characteristics of the beer. Brandon didn't decoct, or did I don't think so. But you know, it's it's like. So I get, I get more of that, that aroma or that, that flavor, whatever that, uh, that acid flavor off of the Meritzen than I do the Fest beer, which to me seems like a little, little odd because a Fest beer in my opinion is supposed to be more delicate, so it should be more present, but I don't know. 
I'll crack mine open in a sec here. I gotta grab a grab a glass. None of them are bad beers by any means. I'd be happy to have any one of them on tap. And I would order any one of them. A coction mash. <laughs> we'll let you experiment, Tim. Get back to us with the results. You doing all right there, Jason? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a seltzer show because I can still remember my name. Um, <clears throat> but... Probably I can, I can wasn't a good idea to sit here and drink, you know, nine beers, basically. Yeah. I'd say yeah. most of these are half full on my end. Oh, no, I've been keeping up. I, I only dumped out one. I dumped out, honestly, that uh, that polliner. I, I didn't. You guys didn't dig it, man. That's that's one of my favorites. It, it was. I like it because it's boring, to be honest. Totally, totally. <laughs> I, I totally get that. It, uh, I drank the, all of that one. Um, in fact, I mixed something into the Bell's one. I drank all of Brandon's. I drank all of the Polliner. I don't remember, but. Out of out of the two your two beers though, uh, not Brandon, not Jason, Brian. That's the one. I do I, I do prefer the Fest beer. But again, that's a style I like more. I know. I'm gonna have to like, open my merits in. Tim Tim says, What is a did you guys address this? What I told him he say? needs to figure uh, a coction match. A, a <laughs> I told him he can experiment and get back to us. You know what? As long as you boil after doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. I I I do this for a couple of my beers and uh um Brian, you I, mean I'll, decoction, I'll, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and anything that I think needs to have like a little bit more of a complex like style, and as long as I'm not feeling too lazy, I'll I'll just do like a single four. I will uh take my temperature resistant uh pitcher after like 30 minutes so after 30 minutes like most of your mash is probably converted you know like at least 80 percent, but probably all of it uh and i will take that and i will uh try to get as much like thick mash as i can as much grain as i can into that pitcher and i will just try to scoop up maybe like a gallon and a half to two gallons, depending on how big my 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 mash is. And uh, while my mash is going, I will dump it into a kettle, and I will heat it up really low, low flame, and uh, while while stirring continuously, I I do not uh, I do not let my exposed flame hit the bottom of like any pot without 
stirring it when there's like you know grain and stuff in there because i don't want to burn or scorch anything and so for like the next 20 or 30 minutes or like whatever i'm feeling like i will just con- like or just continually stir that grain around in circles and scrape it off the edges and stir and scrape and just have an audio book on and it's it's like an art it's an arm workout man um but then uh you know i'll let those 20 30 minutes pass and you know some of the wort has boiled off um some more like melanoidin flavors have like formed in the wort that's left and, and the grain and stuff like that i'll add that boiling liquid back to the mash tun uh kind of give it a, a little bit of a stir uh take a temperature reading i should be more maybe like cognizant of of what you know of what happens anyway after that is but like i don't know uh and i'll I'll just let that sit for another maybe like 15 20 minutes just to like set the green bed again after i pour the 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 boiled decocted thick mash back in um and then i will uh bring that liquid into my boil pot and I will do a bat sparge as normal. I account for how much liquid I'm probably boiling off during the decoction. So usually it's like maybe an extra half a gallon of sparge liquid that I would normally not have to use because I boiled it off. I missed the beginning. How much do you usually decoct? <sighs> probably what's like somewhere between like 20 and 30 percent okay after about 30 minutes um after after 30 minutes of mashing then yep. you're pulling yep pulling say just to go with an average 25 percent of sure. your mash off and yep. putting it back on the flame yep and and stirring con- constantly yep. so, to make sure that it doesn't scorch at all yeah yep 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 okay yep um and then putting it back into the mash and again letting it sit for another 15 or so just to set the green bed a little bit and then continue on with my brew day it probably adds another 30 to 45 minutes to my brew day uh but i don't know i i feel i think i feel like it adds something i i don't know man like i i've only really done this for my fest beers and for like one i think a dunkle before or something and uh and every time i brew these beers it's like damn like these are really good and and i don't want to attribute it to the extra time or work that it takes to do those because like you know like i don't want to have to put so much more time into like a brew day but at the same time uh that extra time is no different than the extra time you'd spend maybe like whirlpooling in new england ipa yeah you know so right. if you're willing to brew a New England IPA and put a little bit of extra time into it, you can brew and de- just do like a single decoction for like a, a fest beer or something. Uh, now, now something like a double or a triple, those times just like compound. I mean, triple decoction and you're talking about just like a six hour brew day probably and just a ton of stirring. Oh, that's that's like, why that's what the, you you've know, done that before, haven't you, Jordan? No, I've only ever done a single oh okay um no but i was saying like that's that's kind of the main reason why that process was lost and like it's not really practiced much anymore is purely just the time it's put into it um 
because yeah, I mean, at very least on a macro level, like we discussed earlier, like at least here in America, not really. At least most of the breweries that I've seen, not really a good way to do that. Um, you know, so I don't know. Tim, uh, Tim has a good tip. He says uh, he does it maybe like a gallon and a half at a time in a, in a, a stock pot on a stove. Like that's great. Like. Absolutely. And in fact, probably if you're doing it on the stove, this may be a little bit of a, maybe a little bit less of a chance of like scorching, depending on if you're like electric or, or gas. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I like, I like that, that approach too, but I would, I would I, I'm with you, that. Tim. I, I think I'm with you. And, and, and in fact, I think I told you on Saturday that Doppelbach was uh, the best beer uh, that was out there. Um, it was it was super super good. I I really love that beer. Yeah, I went to go um, a little off topic, poured a little bit of my Oktoberfest. Is it, was it just like not carved? It looks great. The color's great. It's like nice and dark and yeah. yeah it's not it's not clear by any means. Um, but no, it's there's something, and I've tasted this. It's the same reason that I'm not happy. I mean, my, how would you say, my Mexican lager. I'm not happy with it. I still got it. I need to dump it. There's just, oh, there's, yeah. there's flavors in it. I'm, I'm not digging. And I get a lot of the same, same shit out of this. And it's definitely not, it has to do something keg side. So I got to go mm. through and like pull apart all my shit and clean it. Interesting. Um, maybe replace all my lines. Cause there's like, it's like weirdly citrusy. And it shouldn't be by any means. And I remember taking samples out of the, uh, I took well one sample out of the fermenter because I've got a spigot um, on my brew bucket and uh, it tasted fine. But this is like, yeah, there's something weird about it. Not happy, not happy with it at all. There's a flavor and I'm not sure what it is that kind of takes over. It's not the same acid flavor that we've been talking no, about. No, right? it's not. No, this was this was uh, brewed with uh, using. Oh, hold on. Where's my phone? Give me a second. Um, my recipes. Omega's Oktoberfest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And like I said, I remember tasting it out of the out of the fermenter and tasted great. You know, almost was like what I was going for once I got it into the and this Brian, this is what I was talking about you about doing closed transfers because I think maybe that might be part of where uh, one okay. one of the aspects that I think I might be, you know, having issue with. Um, so that that could be it you know, maybe a little bit of oxidation, but I think, you know, there's a number of flavors that are coming off in this um, that I can't quite pinpoint. I just got to, I got to revamp everything. I told, uh, told my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take a day and I am disassembling everything. Like sure. my, my yeah. kegerator, all my <laughs> kegs, like shit's getting baked. Shit's getting, you know, ran through with, you know, you know, iodine. I just bought a bunch of iodine cleaners. Uh, yeah, and everything. Okay. So, like, everything's getting some, up. Um, What's that? Professional acid line cleaner. If you 
want some Jordan. Uh, Let me know what you have because I just I just bought like four or five bottles of a line cleaner as well. <laughs> so it's actually a, 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 a guy I know um, that that owns a professional line cleaning company. Um, oh shit! Okay. And it's it's the stuff that he uses. Um, he actually sells it to, I guess, home brewers for. <laughs> Ten dollars, yeah, like by the growler or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, it's it's some form of acid. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I I, I'm, I got it for David Jones. I got to give it to him, but I've got enough to do like a lot. You know, probably um, sixty-four ounces, and it's three ounces per gallon. Oh wow! Oh Jesus! Okay, I've yeah. Got enough to do at least, you know, twenty gallons of cleaner. Yeah, I'd I'd take you up on that because I mean I'm taking I've decided I'm taking I'm taking my taps off the kegerator like those are getting soaked and baked and shit. Um, so yeah, like everything's getting a big cleaning. There, there was a time about this time of the year last year, uh, maybe a little bit later, maybe maybe it was closer to like December. Or January, but uh, uh, during Keeper's Cup, I submitted a double IPA that I thought was awesome, and it ended up getting the lowest score uh, in the competition. <laughs> and I tasted a bottle that I, you know, had bottled otherwise, and I was like, "Damn! Like, what happened to this thing?" And then I submitted like a check pill somewhere, and another beer somewhere else, and like, I kind of kept getting these similar comments coming back about this one particular flavor and and i i definitely think i had some sort of weird infection so i i took my you know counterflow bottler and my like racking cane and i ran like uh like hot almost boiling water through like a lot of my beer lines and uh, yep. I, I should have replaced my beer lines. I need to replace my beer lines. I'm, fact, I'm probably going to. Like, so, so I'll, I'll tell so if you. You want to go in on a buy? I've I've never replaced my beer lines. It's been bad touch now. It's been six to seven years now, and I've never replaced them. But I, after every batch. I run PPW and Star Sand separately. Uh, PPW, then water, then Star Sand through them. So, like, I take really good care of them. Um, but I maybe need to break down my taps more often because uh, I definitely don't do that that often. And I have flow control taps, which have more like crevices that shit can probably get say, stuck that's, in. That's something I haven't done. As I, I need to do that more, probably. Like, I've got, I've got a little like cleaning brush that you can shove up in there, you know, you mm-hmm. open up the tap and you kind of clean it out. Uh, and I, I do that regularly, but I've never like, and I've had my kegerator for 10 years. I've never taken the taps off and just like soaked everything. Like, and I'm talking like shanks, all of it, uh, you mm-hmm. know, putting them in cleaner. Like, cause like I submitted my, um, my Vienna lager, which when it was first in the keg in the first couple weeks, it was in the keg tasted fantastic. Um, and then I submitted it to competitions and it's honestly, it was one of my lowest scoring beers and I had some leftover, um, after competitions and I tried it and like, this is, this is just not the same beer that it was 
that I remember drinking a couple weeks ago. So there's something, there was something weird going on. So, I mean, kegs, kegs are getting taken apart, you know, dip tubes are getting cleaned, scrubbed, baked, like everything that I can do. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want my surprise, Jason. I don't <laughs> he says, y'all are in for a surprise. I don't want it. I don't want my surprise. No. <laughs> what, what do we, what do we win, Jason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You didn't say a prize. <laughs> it's a super prize. That's what a surprise yeah. is, right? <laughs> no, but I figured since I'm, you know, I'm focusing, I'm putting a lot more focus on like more delicate beers. Like I'm, I'm brewing a lot more lagers now than I ever have before. Uh, in fact, pretty much 100% of what I've brewed this year has been lagers. Granted, that's only been like three beers. Um so I, I'm not brewing as much as I used to, which is sad, but got a two year old. So, um, you know, doing, doing what I can, but, um, yeah, I figured it's time, it's time to take everything apart and I agree. <sighs> yeah, I, I can. I, I not that not that it's a bad thing, but I'll honestly say I don't think I'll be using this diamond yeast. Yeah. You, just because of the the citricky flavor that you get out of out of all these. Yeah, well, because okay. what I'm what I'm trying what I'm trying to chase is you know these guys you know off brow <laughs> spotting and all that. So I'm gonna try. I'm that's that's what I'm gonna try chasing like these aren't bad beers and I'd be immensely happy with any of them. If they came off my own taps, there's just that one flavor in there that kind of differentiates between those classic styles that now that I know that it technically comes from the yeast makes me want to avoid them. <laughs> if I'm going towards this style. As I, as I drink my Meritzen, um, I almost get something that I want to call Play-Doh. Like it's not, but like something kind of reminds me of it. Is it like, kind of like on the middle of the back of your tongue? Like, maybe. Yeah. Like I, I get there. it like 20 seconds later. It's like, yeah. Oh, yep. no, yeah. Like, hmm. yeah, I don't know. And it's not bad. And that's, you know, honestly, that's why and probably why I like Polliner so much is because it has such a clean finish that there's nothing that I'm tasting after I drink the beer. Um, and that's not that's not inherently a bad thing, you know, or necessarily a good thing. Um, it's just personal preference. Um, but but yeah, with these with these styles, since all of them have used the same yeast, like they're not. If that's a yeast characteristic, it's not something that I would use for these styles. If you're chasing these German classic styles uh, in the future, knowing that that's something that that yeast can produce both than warm and cold ferment fermentation. Yeah. Yeah. I think now granted learn something tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. Depending on, on palate. Well, yeah. Depending on palate. Yeah, and then yeah. also like, I, it's not like I'm never going to try a beer that's brewed in these styles with that yeast in the future. Like, cause who knows, like maybe not, not saying you guys are some of the best brewers that I know. And I'm not saying it's, you know, your fault, but some, maybe some, 
Yeah, maybe maybe mm-hmm. maybe it'll happen to somebody else and it won't be there. Who who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You yeah. guys can do the same beer, you know, <laughs> next month and it won't be there. So, um, I'll challenge knows? you. Let's do it. Challenge me. Do it. Do it, Brian. <laughs> well, we're out of beer for the most part. So yeah. for what we have in our glasses, uh, Jason is looking like he can't feel his face. So can't feel my face. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's that's a, a that's a bad thing <laughs> it just means it's a monday yeah it's, you know what though yeah. what's what's what sucks is unlike seltzer episodes i'm well aware that i can't feel my face <laughs> because you haven't went through 12 sets of seltzers in an hour yeah, yeah. so now we've learned brian we just got to have enough drinks to get Jason no. beyond Perfect. that. Yeah, that yeah. There's, a, there's a three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta go, go hard. Hard and early. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. It's fucking water with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Tim, Tim, I think Tim said something about uh, getting mom water. Yeah, yeah. You got to get uh, mom water this year, too. So uh, I'm, all, I'm all for it. So, so Brandon Vleer brought this out to Tim's uh, on Saturday, and it's basically water and vodka, and it's not carbonated, and it's flavored, and like that's all it is. But uh, it was pretty fucking tasty. I, I tried some. Of it, <laughs> yeah, so. it's basically it's water, vodka, and meat. yeah. You, I mean, and then somebody put it in a can. <laughs> they cut out the carbonation they be level. <laughs> much money. I think it was like twenty one or twenty two dollars for like a six or eight pack or something. Like Jesus, so much. <laughs> like what, what? That's it's so. so in my in my travels recently, whatever, just in this thing that I've been introduced to that I've been finding more of lately is um, ranch water. You guys had oh that? yes, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. ranch water. I was making yeah. that shit before I even knew what it was. Yeah, it's pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 a margarita, but with no margarita mix. It's just yeah, lime, tequila, and carbonated water. Seltzer water. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seltzer water. That's it. And there, it's fantastic. fantastic. Even uh, I had one once uh, or somewhere where they put like tagine around the rim too. Ooh, Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Fucking good. I like I I used to back when the Costco Anyo tequila was like twenty bucks a, for a liter. Now it's like 48 or some Ooh. shit. Yeah, it went way the fuck up. Uh, but it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's like somewhere in between uh, Respado and an Anio. Like it's a little bit of a darker Anio or on however you say it. I don't know. I don't know my. Uh, I have no yeah, idea what you're Anejo, talking about. Whatever. But I'd take that and I'd just have like, I had carbonated water on at the time or seltzer water. And sorry, there's a bug flying around me. Uh, I just honestly, it'd just be a shot or two of the tequila in water, and I drank that, and it was like actually like good. Like it was tasty. Cool. I yeah. I loved it. So, and then I found out ranch water was a fucking thing. I'm like, damn it, Done. <laughs> it's just lit. It's, yeah, it's good. okay, it is. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to go to bed. Okay, man, we can do that. All right. We uh, have a couple shows lined up. We're going to get uh, um, Matt, sorry, Matthew Harold. Uh, Matt Harold. I'm, I'm going to have to ask him if he goes by Matt or Matthew. But uh, we're going to have him on to talk about uh, Mean Brews and 
of the Master Homeburgers program. We're going to get some of the uh, Keepers of Craft BJC peeps on to talk about uh, studying for the BJCP online exam. Uh, I'm signed up to do the BJCP tasting exam in April of next year. So if we can get more people to pass the... I've got two more attempts. Online exam? Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, Tom Wick uh, has a couple spots open. Brandon, if you're still watching, I know you've passed already. And if you want to take the tasting exam, let me know. I'll get you his email. And if you guys, Jason, Jordan, uh, pass it, uh, let me know. And That's my goal. I need to get, I think, like I told you, I need to too. get with you and, and discuss like how to read your spreadsheet a little easier. Because I didn't... It didn't really look at it before I jumped into it. And honestly, taking the exam after thinking about the exam and drinking beers while having dinner and then just coming down and taking it without like reading shit through just blind was probably not great, but I, I didn't do too bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, um, I, I think, I think buying the three pack is the good choice. And then just taking it once and being like, okay, what is this all about? And being like, Oh shit. Yeah, this is fine. And, and some of this is like, Oh fuck. Like, raw dog who the fuck knows that yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i definitely raw dog to this shit yeah drunkenly yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure um if i even give it you know 25 minutes i'd probably pass it so sweet but, well uh, 18 minutes was was a little, little short because of the way that we run the show uh, lately uh not sure if we'll be back next week you know whatever yeah good night guys uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have a set topic right now even though we have a few shows planned for next month so we'll visit like, our page follow us you'll yeah. you'll, find, you'll find something that we post <laughs> if we're there if not we'll tell you all right thanks brandon yeah cheers everyone and uh cheers. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Catch everybody on the website.